And our talk is, when life gets lifey, love. And I've heard this, this uh, expression a lot lately in healing circles, life, life gets lifey. And I, I used to hear it a lot, and then it went out of fashion, and, uh, and life on life's terms came, came in for a long time. And lately, a lot of people have been saying, life gets, when life gets lifey. And I thought, what do you do when life gets lifey? Well, you love. It's, it's the only, it's really the only choice here. Excuse me. Okay, we're going to get up. Okay. When life gets lifey, what does that mean? It means all sorts of things in life happen. And somehow, I don't know, I grew up thinking that if I were a good boy, life wouldn't happen. If I were well behaved or if I thought certain thoughts, life wouldn't happen. And then life happened anyway. And life continued to happen. Many things that I like, many things that I don't like. Because uh, even lots of stuff that I like happens, and I, uh, I get uncomfortable. I thought, oh, I, didn't, I thought I'd feel great when this happened. And it happened, I'm still uncomfortable. Uh, and I, I was promised early on in my healing process that if, if I adhered to the principles uh, of the healing modality I was in, I, uh, life would still happen, but I would never have to hurt myself again. And that was enough for me. I thought, oh, okay, great. I don't know exactly what all that entails, but if it means I'm not going to hurt myself anymore, you know, I'm not going to do things, say things, take actions that, that do, do inflict damage on myself in one way or another. And, and I thought that was fantastic. And, and for many years, I, I, so I witnessed it over and over again. It's like life would happen. Uh, People I loved made their transition. I remember when my mother died, I, uh, I didn't hurt myself. I was present. I was so present for it. And I, and I saw God in bigger ways than I ever had before. In fact, I, what I witnessed was God is the bigness that is. And I didn't hurt myself. And I didn't hurt anybody else either. And I, uh, I had feelings, uh, hu big, huge feelings for a very long time after that. Uh, life, life has still never been the same, and it's been 24 years. And, and, and I've never thought that my mother shouldn't have, have uh, transitioned. And we're gonna read a little bit about something about that today, that uh, li life is, life just is, and, and it's not about the body. Life didn't start with the body, and life won't end with the body. And so to become aware of that. But so what do I do, though, when life gets lifey, when life ha keeps happening and, it's, and it makes no sense? I, I, uh, well, the answer is love. Love yourself, love your surroundings, just, just love. And, I, and I'll let you in on something. <laughs> yes, I cleaned out my office this week. It doesn't mean I emptied out my office, but I cleaned it all up and it's lovely again. And, and what happens, I'm sitting at my desk and I see a mouse out in the office. I did not care for that. I didn't hurt myself over it. I, I, didn't, I didn't stick around for a long time. But, I, uh, but I, I did, I let myself have some lunch. I ran next door for some lunch. And then I, uh, I went and bought some repellent, not killer stuff for mice, but re repellent, uh, cinnamon, the cinnamon, cinnamon something mixture. And I did that and some electronic things to, 
to make it repellent and and some life preserving capturing things that is so vague I, I don't have the vocabulary for some reason for it but traps that's what they're called but you can set them free they get in there and i came in today and nothing's been caught and it smells very pepperminty that's the other word very pepperminty in my office and i uh, but i came in today by myself and and I'm aware, I am so aware of the thoughts that go through my head over such a thing as if this little bitty thing is going to attack. And I'm aware of that. And I can laugh at that, believe it or not. And I, and I, I just, I didn't have to hurt myself. I didn't quit my jaw. <laughs> I didn't, uh... I did, but I reached out for I call I called David. I said, would you come over here and help me with this thing? And sure. And so I made sure I had support. Now, this may seem like so something so small to so many. But but for some reason in my psyche, it makes no sense. It's like, oh, we're getting, there lots of things have taken place lately to say, oh, I can relax for a minute. I can just be at peace for a minute. And, uh, and then this happens. And I thought, oh, okay, okay. Because we had a kitty that wasn't feeling well this week, and he seems to be getting all better. Uh, he was active and present last night and playing and eating and, and, and you know, and I, and I see that and how devastated we were this past Monday when we, we didn't know if we were going to lose him. And Tuesday, well, we didn't know if we were going to lose him or have to let his body go. And I, and I know the truth. And so I understand the point of grieving. And I understand the, the point of uh, sorrow within, because we don't want to let a body go, because the bo that per body represents the personality that has uh, we've gotten so much pleasure from. You know, I, I wouldn't bring my mother back, but I would like to call her on the phone and have a chat and a visit like we used to, and that's not an option. So I have to, in spirit, know that my mother just is and she's on the next phase of her journey. And so when life gets lifey, accept in love. And I, uh, I, want to, I want to read the metaphysical meaning of love. And this comes from the revealing word, Charles Fillmore's revealing word. And many of us have heard this so many times, but we're gonna hear it again today. Love, the pure essence of being that binds together the whole human family. And so look at that. So I am bound with the whole human family. That means I am bound with those I like, those I don't like, with those I love, and those I most fear. We need to grasp this, people. We are all bound. Think about how much you think about people you don't like. Think how filled your thoughts and perhaps your Facebook page is focused on those you don't like or those you fear. You are as connect you are possibly connected to those beings more than you are the people you love, profess to love. Uh, and that may not be a pleasant thought for many of you. Does it, wait a minute, what, are, you, are you kidding me? I'm more bound to this one than I am? My husband, my wife, my children? Well, who do you talk about more? Uh, who do you think about more? 
Who are you wishing their outcome more? Uh, is it this one that you hate and fear? Or, or is it the ones uh, you love that you take for granted? It's important to look at that. Uh, so, of all the attributes, attributes of God, love is undoubtedly the most beautiful. In divine mind, love is the power that joins and binds. In divine harmony, the universe and everything in it, the great harmonizing principle known to man. Now here, here's the part that got me on board with this concept of love. Divine love is impersonal. It loves for the sake of loving. It is not concerned with what or who it loves, nor with a return of love. Like the sun, its joy is in the shining forth of its nature. Let's face it, the sun shines on everybody. It, it, we don't have to be well behaved to, to get the sun. We don't have to be well behaved to get the pavement. pavement. We are loved. It's a... Uh, I get it. I truly get it. In my greatest extremis, I know I am loved with an everlasting love. And life is still happening. Life is still getting lifey. But I know that I and all beings are loved. All beings are loved with an everlasting love, no matter what I think about them. Isn't that a big relief? Well, it is for me. I'll talk into the camera here. I'll ask myself, Sean, isn't that a big relief? Why, yes, Sean, it is. It's, I, I am so relieved that uh, love, all beings are inherently loved and made up in the image and likeness of love. That means any one of us at any moment, if we have fallen out of the consciousness of love, can fall right back in. And that's what we need to be insisting upon with each other, with all our fellow beings, is I am willing that all of us fall right back into love. Start thinking in that term, those terms. Start putting that on your Facebook page. Uh, let's see here, like the son of joy, love, oh, he's quoting 1 Corinthians 13, 4, love suffereth long and is kind, love envieth not, love vaunteth not, itself is not puffed up. I think we need to put the word vaunt, vaunteth into our vocabulary a little more than we have been. Love is an inner quality that sees good everywhere and in everybody. It insists that all is good. And by refusing to see anything but good, it causes that quality finally to appear uppermost in itself and in all things. And somehow that has happened with uh, my friends and family who have made their transitions. I've known it is somehow good. I don't know how it's good. I just know they're on their way to the next part. Uh, I remember Scott Coulter, who used to be the music director here, he said his best friend, you explain to her children that, like, Grandma knows the secret now. Because you know, it's that secret uh, of the passing along. And it's, we, should, uh, we would do well to accept it while we are having our feelings about it. It is in the resistance to our feelings about it that uh, uh, we suffer. Suffering is all about resistance. And so, but pain is not. Pain is a, a giving way to a, a deep, deep feeling of love and connectedness and a, a deep feeling of, of the fear of change as well. 
And so next is, love is the great harmonizer and healer. Whoever calls on God as Holy Spirit for healing is calling on divine love. Divine love will bring your own to you, adjust all misunderstandings, and make your life and affairs healthy, happy, harmonious, and free. Love, therefore, is the fulfillment of the law. Love, therefore, is the fulfillment of the law. He's quoting Romans, but it's, it's a, oh, I can fulfill the, uh, the, the, the law by loving. I did it when I walked up here today. I declared only love lives for this mouse if it's still here. I also disinvited the mouse from this building. I let the mouse know. I didn't see it today, but I, anything's here. Um, you're not welcome. I'm sorry, but you're not. It freaks me out. It surprises me, and it's, uh, you're not welcome here. But I have no desire for you to live in pain or suffering. Because uh, I real, I more and more because I have pets now. I'm real. I'm having a greater understanding of living beings. That we're all living beings, and it's not. Uh, it's really not my place to decide who lives and who dies. It's it's my it's my job to uh, accept we are living beings and that there is love within each of us. Uh, when I did Vipassana, one of the first edicts was that I you're not I agreements is I will not kill any living thing. And uh, you know, you see a bug walking past and you want to do that. And it's like, oh, okay, at least for 10 days, I can't do that because I made a commitment for at least 10 days. And then we'll see how it goes after that is how I always felt about that. I also, as I have told you, refuse to sleep in a tent outside uh, for that very reason. So now I want, I want to read something from A Course in Miracles workshop or workbook about life. And it's lesson 167. And it says, there is one life and that I share with God. The eternal spirit of love is what is true now and forever. My job is to open to this eternal spirit of love. It will, make, it will wake me up to reality. It is the only life. It will show me the meaninglessness of a pretend life within a world of time and space. This one life is the truth of all that is. It is changeless and eternal. I can open to this life anytime I choose, but I must be willing to let go of my ideas of what is real. I must be willing to let go of the idea that separate bodies could ever be real or that individuality exists. I must be willing to let these false ideas go. I must have an open mind without preconceived ideas. I must open my mind to Holy Spirit's healing perceptions. I must let all these false ideas be gently washed away. God is everyone's source, and this alone is real. This alone is eternal. This alone cannot die. And I invite you, as you hear me say the word God and these, think principle, think law. Principle is everyone's source. Law is everyone's source. Law is the connector. Principle is the connector. Love is the connector. You know, think in terms like that when you hear the word God. Uh, the Father and the Son are one and no dreams can change that. My job now is to let go of trying to be different from God. Does anybody, or how many people are aware? Raise your hands at home. How many of you are aware 
that you think you are different from God. And uh, if you weren't aware before, I invite you to become aware of how much we think we are different from God. You know, God is this, God is that. If you're a Jesus person, oh, Jesus is this, Jesus is that. If you're a Buddha person, oh, Buddha is this, Buddha is that. But you, and you think you are somehow, we'll say, we won't even say less than, but different. And I invite you to work on how you, on knowing how you are the same. You are the same as God. Uh, uh, my job now is to open to the truth and be willing to let go of illusions. God is one and cannot be separated. Holy Spirit, today I give my mind to you. He heal it of all false ideas. I open to your healing light. This is my one goal today and every day. Now, a person who put this article together wrote, As I observe my thoughts, I am amazed at how much of the time my attention is to given to thoughts of death as described in this lesson. It doesn't seem that I am thinking about death, but I'm aware that I'm often monitoring how my body is functioning. Is there a discomfort here? An ache there? Is it working like it should? These could only occur because I think the body is vulnerable and that I think I am Oh, that I think I am the body. These thoughts are a defense against death, and so proclaim that death is real and must be guarded against. This is all occurring within a dream in which I have imagined myself as separate from God and therefore separate from life. Only if this were true could death be possible. This body monitoring attests to the importance I place on it as proof of my existence. Yet this is merely an imagined existence in a dream where nothing is real. I am not a body. I am love, created by love and one with love. That is unchangeable, and being unchangeable, I cannot die. This is the truth about me and all my brothers and my sisters. Worry about the body simply reflects a belief that I have succeeded in separating from life, my source. But I remain as love created me. Holy Spirit, I offer you my thoughts of death, of weakness and vulnerability. I ask for your help and strength to let them go. I ask for your vision so that I may see the life I am and see this life in all my brothers and my sisters. Only here is the certainty I seek. Here is the perfect health and infinite abundance because this life I share with God, there is nothing else to share. So, when life gets lifey, don't plan for death. Plan for life. If you have an itch, if you have an ache, if you have a pain, if you have a bump, if you have a doctor's diagnosis, still declare life is eternal, whether in a body or out of a body. When life gets lifey, love. When life gets lifey, love, love your life. Love your world, even though it's fake. Love your experiences, even though you're making them up. And then in your prayer time, go within to the highest voice within you. I call that voice Holy Spirit. Go within and ask to see what is real, what is true. What is love? Ask yourself to become willing 
to see love beyond your fears and within your fears. Ask yourself to put down your imagined need for protection. Ask yourself as you ask spirit to show you why you would never need protection. When life gets lifey, love. Thank you.